Hi, you're watching Out of Town, and I'm your host, Tanya. Thank you again for joining us again this week. My guest is um, a native of California, came here around 1996 to pursue computer engineering. He's currently working in research and development for Advanced Engineering Group. And a lot of people don't know this, but he's actually a musical genius on the guitar. Uh, please welcome my guest, Lionel B. Genius, who I refer to as Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, Tanya. How you doing? Welcome. We're good. Thank you. I see you're busy. I thank you so much for taking time to come and, um, and chat with our viewers today. Um, so, you know, as you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is something I keep hearing about, Bitcoin, blockchain, all that is like foggy to my brain. So I wanted our viewers and listeners to know um, what exactly that is. And, and I knew you were the person that could break that down. So starting with that, um, I guess if you have something you want to add on, on something I missed out on your intro, please do. If not, tell us about Bitcoin. No, you did a perfect job. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know what? Don't be uh, intimidated by the word Bitcoin because it, it's, a, it's a very new term. So uh, let me see if I can make this very simple. Bitcoin can be described as programmable money. Think about that for a minute. Programmable money. So what that means is if I need to send you money, I can send you money in the form of a digital currency. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not like a visa card because that's digital, okay. but I can send you money in the form of a digital currency that uses programming to protect the transaction mm -hmm. and also to remove the middleman, the intermediary, the central point of authority. So if you think about a transaction mm -hmm. today, it requires a central bank, right? If I sent you money right. from Citibank to whatever bank you bank with, let's choose a different bank. Mm -hmm. Typically, it takes three to five business days to settle, right? Right. And then there's a transaction fee, correct? Yes. All right. Well, with Bitcoin, it removes a central point of authority. That means that there's no bank in the middle. So I would send you money directly. Wow. But it's done through programming where you have this grid in the middle mm -hmm. that consists of millions of computers, okay? Mm -hmm. And these computers are programmed so that I don't need to trust the party on the other end. I don't even need to know you mm -hmm. to do business with you because the computers protect us through mathematical algorithms. So that's where the programming comes in. If I want to send you money, mm -hmm. I can send it directly directly to you without a central bank in the middle. So when you think of Bitcoin, it's a digital programmable currency that uses encryption to protect the transaction and removes the middleman. And how, 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 I mean, this is a side question, but how big do you think this is going to become? Well, that's a very good question. It's already pretty big. It's just that it's very new right. and it's through it's been adopting. So if you think about the uh, the internet in the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. When Katie Couric and Brian Gumbo on what is it? Uh, good Morning America, when they were asking what is the internet? They were trying to define that in real time in the 90s. Right. And if you think about that, that's not really that long time ago. No. All right. So 
Bitcoin is kind of like where we were in the 90s, okay? And it's adopting. Right now, you could actually use Bitcoin to make a transaction. Uh, you can buy things online with Bitcoin. Right. It's, it's pretty big because is you that, don't need to have... Is that what they use in China or for Alibaba or no? That's different. No, that's different. Um, okay. It, it, when, you, when you think of traditional transactions, it's always having some central point of authority. The, the concept of Bitcoin is not to have to rely on a central middle person or entity so that um, you can reduce fees, number one. Most of the time, it's free transactions. So think about that. If you had a retail store, you would need to use a, a Visa or a MasterCard. You can actually have someone pay for merchandise using Bitcoin, and your fees are pretty much pennies. Okay. So that would that would omit like a MasterCard or Visa right there. Okay. But also... The most important thing is to create trust and transparency. So if I sent you um, something of value, in this case, it's, it's money, right? Uh, you can't cheat me and I can't cheat you. The way the system is set up is this transaction is recorded in a public ledger forever. So if I sent you $10, you know I sent you $10, but the other million knows also have a record of that and a copy of that. And they all they all are chained together. That's where the blockchain comes in at. The transaction is in a block in a public ledger. In millions of them, there's millions of copies of these ledgers all around the world. So no one can say that that transaction didn't commence. And you can't tamper with it. It's that's, what, that's what I was going to ask next. You can't tamper with that? Like all the hackers, you know? You can't. Because the way it's set up is, if I sent you a dollar, mm -hmm. that would, if you, if you think about a block, like, okay, a, a brick, take a brick, right? Mm -hmm. If I sent a dollar to you, that would be placed in a block. Okay. Now, not only is it in one block, mm -hmm. but it's in millions of blocks all around the world. So mm -hmm. if you tried to say that I didn't send that transaction to you, mm -hmm. all the other blocks would say, hey, that's an invalid transaction. It's not true because we saw, we have proof that that dollar was sent to Tanya. So if somebody tried to modify the transaction, all the other 999,000 blocks would come to consensus and create a valid, invalid transaction or kick out that impossible, you know, uh, that person who's trying to hack the system. Oh, so that's, that's actually better than what we have now, it sounds like. Um, now what's the difference with, what is blockchain? Right, so the concept is, if I perform a transaction to you, the, the blockchain is a network of computers that records that transaction. Uh, okay. it, puts it, in, it puts it in a ledger like a bank. Think of a bank ledger, like a, like a bank book, when you're balancing your checkbook, right? That's a ledger. Right. Every time you make a transaction at a bank, that's a ledger. Mm -hmm. So that transaction is recorded mm -hmm. in a public open ledger. Okay. And it's put inside a block. The block collects a lot of transactions and when the transactions are all full mm -hmm. another block is created but each block mm -hmm. has a copy of that original transaction so you have multiple blocks mm -hmm. that are that are tied together they are chained together mm -hmm. so there there's your block mm -hmm. and your chain okay. right mm -hmm. so if i sent you a, if i sent you a, a dollar it's not in one place anymore that is there's a record of that all around the world on millions of computer nodes that have a copy of that transaction it's immutable you can't erase it 
So that means that you can't cheat me and I can't cheat you. And if someone tries to hack in, it's all encrypted. Okay. It's pretty much impossible. The blockchain has been around for like 12 years. It's never been hacked yet. Oh, wow. And who um, who created uh, blockchain and Bitcoin? I'm just curious. Like, so that's a very good question. So the very first blockchain was created through the Bitcoin. So let me, let me give you the definition between a Bitcoin and a blockchain. Okay. So a Bitcoin is a digital cryptocurrency. Currency, it, right. it, it's digital money. It's digital money that uses cryptography to protect the transaction. Okay. So that's like a language so that it knows not to do whatever or program to do whatever it needs to do. It's like if I said hello to you and I wanted that to be private so nobody would know what that is, I would take that hello and I would scramble it into characters that you don't understand and hide it. Right. Okay. So it would be like WhatsApp app. It's an encryption. It right. can't be hacked from the outside. So the money now is encrypted. So the Bitcoin is actually is the actual utility currency. Oh. But every cryptocurrency requires a blockchain. So the blockchain is the infrastructure. Okay. That would be like the highway or the throughway. Okay. Okay. Uh, the infrastructure that the Bitcoin travels or traverses over. Right. Oh. That would be the, that would be the internet. But the blockchain, mm -hmm. the difference between the, a blockchain and an internet is the blockchain uses decentralization, meaning a transaction is not in one spot anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. It's in millions of places. So that if you try to knock out one of the one of the computer nodes, well, the other computer node has a copy of it. Right? So the blockchain is the infrastructure and Bitcoin is the digital currency. So now who created who created that? This person he goes by an alias name of Satoshi Nakamoto. It's a Japanese name. Oh. All right. And the person was uh, was communicating back in 2008 when he wrote, are they, because we really don't know if it's a he, she, a male, female, or a group of people. But the alias person was in communication with a handful of individuals from 2008 to around 2011. And then he, that person went silent. Oh. He created, or they created, a white paper that produced the protocols of what a blockchain and Bitcoin is, and implemented it, and then went quiet for probably a very good reason because Bitcoin and blockchain is very disruptive. By the way, yes, to so a lot of systems that we have now. Well, if you can picture this, if Bitcoin can be used to send money mm -hmm. right now without the need to go through a banking system you and you don't have to pay transaction fees or have to wait for settlement yes. well that that right there is a threat to central banking yes. and not only that bitcoin is uh has found its proper place it's actually a store of value mm -hmm. it actually is a store of value meaning a lot of people are using it as equivalency of digital gold because Unlike gold, it's so heavy and you have to have, you know, special special permissions to take it and travel with it. With Bitcoin, it keeps a store of value. You can't you can't cheat it and it's a limited supply. It's only twenty one million bitcoins out there. Wow. Uh total supply and there's eighteen million in circulation. Wow. So there's some speculation right now that in the next five to 10 years, one Bitcoin, in the next 10 years, Bitcoin can be worth a million dollars. 
Wow, really? One, one Bitcoin, yes. Something happened to that. Uh, well, well, so, so what about the conspiracy theory that um, like all the money um, bills will be gone, they'll be deleted, and there'll be only um, some kind of, I don't know if it's cryptocurrency or what, but that, what about that theory? Have you heard that, that yet? Uh, that's one of the um, viewers had asked me about that. You know, is that true um, that the you know, dollar bills will be gone, as we know it, and credit cards will be gone? Well, well, to be honest with you, it's kind of happening now, and there's, there lies the confusion between what Bitcoin is and why it was created versus the currency that you're talking about by the U.S. government, okay? So if you think about, if you think about fiat, okay, the fiat was created to replace um, money that the government used to print that used to be backed by gold. In what? 1971, President Nixon decoupled gold from the dollar. All right. So when we think of fiat, fiat really holds no value right now. It's only as good as the economy. All right. So as you, you were listening to, um, I forgot the lady's name who said that they were going to make send a stimulus payment out for yeah. one uh, $1,000 to everybody, right? For unemployment oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, they were going to do that. They were trying to do that in digital currency, by the way. I, I was wondering. I was. I thought they were going to too. I was like, "Oh, is this going down now?" But I guess they, they, were, trying, they were trying to do it. But here's the difference: mm -hmm. a digital currency that is issued by the government is not the same exactly. as cryptocurrency blockchain. Here's why: yes. by definition, a blockchain has to be decentralized. Yes. And when we say decentralized, that means no there is no ownership of that blockchain. Right. So no banks. No, but nobody can control the blockchain, yeah, Bitcoin. I like that. I like that. Whereas with the government issued digital currency, that is controlled by the government. And the yeah. moment you have access to that, they can determine what you do with it, when you do with it, and they can block you from using your money. Yes. So let me tell you why Bitcoin was created. In 2008, when the banking systems were going under and President Obama was bailing out Wall Street and the banks, mm -hmm. You had these gurus. You had these gurus like Satoshi Nakamoto, who felt there was a need to create a different system mm -hmm. to allow financial inclusion. Right. Okay. So that Venezuela and countries who basically rely on their government, mm -hmm. right, to have financial inclusion, right. countries are controlled. Mm -hmm. The citizens are controlled as to how they can use their money. With with Bitcoin, right. you don't need to have any middle person or central point of authority to do a transaction. So that so could be a problem. <laughs> well, it is a, Not no, for it's us, a, but for somebody. No, it is, it is a problem. It's a problem, but here's the thing. The Bitcoin blockchain has grown too big now for to be stopped. It's out of control. It's, it's, it's too late to stop it. Okay. The only way it can stop is if the government decides to make any transactions of a blockchain or Bitcoin illegal. The problem with that is that there's a lot of there's trillions of dollars mm -hmm. coming organically from financial companies that are actually investing into this infrastructure because they realize it holds value. I mean, it's like if, if you can't cheat someone, if you can do a transaction with a stranger and don't have to worry about being cheated, right. there's value in that infrastructure. Right. Right? Right. right. And, it's, and, and by the way, blockchain just doesn't serve a financial use case. It has other use cases, okay? 
Okay. Like, for example, BMW is on the blockchain. They have cars on the blockchain. Really? So you can use your Bitcoins for that? Well, there are different blockchains for different use cases. So in other words, the Bitcoin blockchain is used for financial inclusion. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then you have another blockchain that is used for like a uh, supply chain. So BMW would use their, their uh, version of the blockchain to mm -hmm. put their car, the data of the cards mm -hmm. in the blockchain. So in other words, I couldn't modify my odometer anymore. If I, if somebody wanted to change or modify something in the car, well, the moment that vehicle hits the road, right. all that data is in the blockchain. It's in a ledger and it's in millions of copies all around the blockchain. So if you try to modify that car mm -hmm. in any kind of way, they're going to know that you are tampering with it. And so you can't cheat them. Wow. And they, they can't cheat you. They can't cheat you for, you can also use it for like, um, car, what car Carfax? Right, I know. Right, if you want to buy a used car now, you know exactly the history of that car. There's no, there's nothing, there's no gap anymore. Right. Wow. I'll give you, I'll give you another use case. Um, take a uh, food, the food industry. Okay. So the way it works is, in the future, when you have a delivery truck delivering food to a restaurant, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. You know that meat needs to be held at a certain temperature, correct? Yes, absolutely. If it if it drops below a certain temperature, do you think that that truck driver is going to be honest and tell the store owner that I'm sorry that meat kind of dropped below temperature? <laughs> nope. Driving from, driving from state to state. So what's going to happen is the packaging itself will have sensors inside of it. It will get transferred to something called the Internet of Things that will basically find itself into the blockchain. So in real time, if you're a restaurant owner, you know if that meat is drop below, dropping below temperature. And if so, that truck may as well turn back around and keep going the other way because it's, it's voided at that point. Wow. So it holds everybody to a standard mm -hmm. where, you know, it's transparent, mm -hmm. you know exactly what's going on, mm -hmm. and you can't, cheat, you can't cheat the other party. That's great. So it, it sounds like a great thing. So who, so I, it sounds like blockchain is for everybody. I thought when I first heard about it, that it was just for um, musical artists. Maybe I was thinking of Bitcoins or something. And maybe that's what I was thinking of. But um, right, right. I thought it was just for artists to control their, you know, their rights for the royalties. And when I first heard about it, I was like, this is gold for any artist that has a recording of any kind. Um, but I see that it's, it's good for more than that. So how is it good for recording artists? Hi, Betty. Well, let me, let, me, let me back up for a second, because you made a good point. Think about the problems that we're having today with the Internet, okay? The Internet has been very good to us in the very beginning. It allowed us to communicate with friends and family members all around the world that otherwise we could not communicate with. Absolutely. All right? But what has happened is you've had power, powerful entities that have pretty much started controlling the infrastructure like... Oh, yeah. Uh, what happened? Oh, sorry, we lost you for a second there. Sorry, did I hit that? Don't worry. Sorry, go no, ahead. Like, like, you like Google, YouTube, and Facebook, mm -hmm. they can pretty much dictate what you do or say. They can yes. time you out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Another thing too, advertisers are monetizing on our on our personal data mm -hmm. on the internet. Okay. Information is being leaked out. People are paranoid about being on the internet these days for good reason. Well, blockchain solves all those problems, meaning. In order for you to have something from me, I have to authorize that with my own personal private key, and it's a one-off, meaning 
if I authorize a communication or some transaction with you, mm -hmm. that's an agreement on the blockchain. But once I'm done, you as an advertiser can know. What are you doing? That's you. I think that's you. Wait a Hello? Um, um, oh, there you go. I found you again. Sorry about that. We apologize. Don't worry, with, uh, don't, don't worry about it. Finish. Go ahead. Don't worry about it. So what blockchain is going to do is, is giving us back our privacy. Okay. It's allowing us to control our personal data. And there has to be something to return. Mm -hmm. It can't be one way anymore. So eventually, you won't need a YouTube or a Facebook. Mm -hmm. There will be something. You, you will be doing the same type of things, but not realizing that is blockchain. But you will realize that all of a sudden, I feel like I, I have more control over my personal data. Mm -hmm. I feel more safe, more secure. And you'll find out that's the blockchain underneath allowing you to do that. Okay. Now, you mentioned music. Yes. Let me tell you why this is great. Remember what I told you about a transaction? Yes. A transaction doesn't have to be of financial value. It can be of digital content. So think about this. Okay. You know I'm a musician. When I create a song, I have to copyright it, right? Yes, absolutely. I also have to track it, right? Distribution. Yes. All right? Publishing also will pay me based upon the sale. Yes. Streaming, right? Yes. Okay. So with a blockchain, the moment I take my music and I put it in the blockchain, that is my proof forever. That is my copyright. Oh, wow. That's so, brilliant. That's correct. Also, the public, publishing companies now know exactly what that music is. It's not like back in the day where CDs would fall off the truck and you have some missing CDs and you can't <laughs> yeah, get the numbers straight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With blockchain, it's, it's down to the binary. Nothing goes un, unaccounted for with a blockchain. So musicians are going to be able to basically remove or become in partnership with, um, I would say, copyright offices, distribution companies, because you know right now your publishing company is taking 50% yep. because they're tracking your music. But exactly. if the blockchain is tracking your music, you really don't need the publishing company to do that anymore. So that means you can give up less percentages or you can be having a different relationship with them because you know exactly what's going on with your product. Right. Now, how would people reach you if they want to know more about this, just in case we get you know, this uh, yes. thing is only for a certain amount of minutes. Just in case, give me an email or something that, or number or something they can reach you at. Right. So you can reach me at L for Lionel, B for Brian, genius, mm -hmm. J-E-N-I-O-U-S, mm -hmm. at gmail.com. I'm also on Telegram. If you ever, That's a new chat, but it's the, it's the actual decentralized chat room. Oh, really? Telegram? Yes, Telegram. Okay, and there I'm at, I'm at at crypto takeout. Okay, at crypto takeout. Takeout. Okay, got it. Awesome. At, so at that is awesome. So um, what was it? Uh, so um, I had a question. Um, bitcoins. Uh, boy, I just lost track of my question. So block blockchain. Um, and bitcoin. So if I wanted, to, if I was just me and wanted to get in on this now, what would I do? The first thing you would do is sign up and register just like you would a bank account. Mm -hmm. You would sign up and register, register to a cryptocurrency exchange. It's a custodian. Okay. okay? So like Viter, like yours? By, uh, by, um... not, not, not like Viterbit. The, okay. you, would, you would go to this place called Gemini Exchange online. Gemini. Gemini. Yeah, like the, like the zodiac signs, Gemini. Okay. And Coinbase is the other. 
Okay. Yeah, and, and these are located in the U.S., all right? And so what these are are exchanges. It's a custodian where you can buy cryptocurrency. You can buy a Bitcoin. You can buy you can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. The difference between a Bitcoin mm -hmm. and a U.S. dollar, Bitcoin is digital cryptocurrency, but it's in units, meaning right now one Bitcoin is worth 6000 something $100, right? But you don't have to buy one whole. You can buy fractions of it. If you have $100, mm -hmm. you can buy that amount of a Bitcoin. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, so, so I would be taking my cash to buy the Bitcoin? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yes, yeah, so what you would do is you would register or to Gemini or Coinbase, all right? And what they do is they allow you to link your checking account to their account. Right. And it, it happens in seconds. None of that two, three days waiting, okay? <laughs> okay. It happens in seconds. So once you do that, you would simply transfer your fiat, your U.S. dollar, into the exchange, Gemini or Coinbase, either or. And as soon as you do that, it's going to allow you to start buying a cryptocurrency. Now, you can buy... Bitcoin, or you can buy another altcoin, right? There's another cryptocurrency out there. I don't want to confuse the audience, right. but just know the moment you have your checking account linked mm -hmm. to the Gemini or Coinbase, mm -hmm. you can buy a percentage, a piece, mm -hmm. or a whole Bitcoin if you wanted to. But what about, I mean, now can I buy food with that, or what What else can I buy with that? You know what I'm saying? You can. You, you can. There are online stores where you can actually shop and buy real things right now. So like Alibaba, right? Is well, Alibaba, 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 I believe, allows you to do it. But actually, Starbucks is implementing the use of buying coffee with Bitcoin. I think the Target is getting ready to do it. A lot of the places, there are a lot of online stores that will allow you to use Bitcoin. It's just that you may not be aware of it. And what mm -hmm. I'll do is I'll follow up with uh, a link or two that you can probably post back. You know, okay. to inquire about it. Yes. Okay. And what about, um, so how do I know, um, like, do you think um, money's going to actually lose its value, like in about five years or 10 years or you, no idea, just stay It's focused. happening already. It's, no, it's happening already. Unfortunately, with this uh, COVID-19, it expedited the problem. We, before COVID-19 came, we already were, were headed towards a recession. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is, if you can picture a rubber band, Right. You keep stretching the rubber band. Just keep stretching it. What's going to happen to that rubber band? Ouch. <laughs> Electric, well, the electricity is just going to, is, that's it. Right. So the money, if you think about it, the money is, we continue to print, print trillions of dollars all the time. Right. Okay? We did it. We did it for COVID. Yeah. Well, and well, you had no choice to do it. But the problem is we are already printing too much money. Secondly, we're, we have a high debt ratio. And when you hear about, quantitative easing, when you hear about negative interest rates, what that tells you is that the government is pretty much begging people to take money for free, but not anybody. Right. They're, they're giving this money away for free to the billionaires and trillionaires. Okay. Zero interest. Okay. That's a desperate move. So the, the, the U.S. dollar has no backing anymore. There's no gold behind it ever since 1971. So we were destined to come to recession and maybe even a depression. So the only thing that's going to help during a time like that is going to be something of value. And that is right now gold, different metals, silver. But guess what? That's what I'm going to say, it's gold. What's, uh, that's what I'm going to say, where's gold's place in all this? So will that still well, be valuable? Gold is always, has been, it will be. But here's the thing. Not everybody can take that heavy gold with them. Oh. But there's, there's a digital version. There's a digital version of gold. Okay. 
you guess, can you guess what that is? And it starts with a B. Bitcoin. And it ends with a coin. Bitcoins. Bitcoin. Yes, if you Google something called stock uh -huh. to flow model, stock okay. to flow model, okay. that shows how Bitcoin has been growing year after year in an upward trajectory okay. along with gold. Okay. So, and when COVID-19 COVID was announced, mm -hmm. there was a little bit of panic. But what happened was Bitcoin started to sustain itself. So mm -hmm. it's, proving, it's proving to be a place where people can trust because you can't cheat it. No one can take that away from you. And it holds value. Okay. So, it is going to be something of the future where people are going to be buying that. And okay. if you get it early, mm -hmm. and by the way, I have to say for the record, I'm not a financial a broker. I'm not a, a right. I'm not a, right. a you have no interest I'm of, not an advisor. I'm just sharing my experiences. Right, exactly. And that's, yeah, and that's what we needed. We needed someone because no one can ever break it down for me. So I wanted our viewers just to listen um, or our listeners and viewers to just hear just the basics so that they wouldn't be so scared because it's very intimidating when you hear it. It's like Bitcoin, let me, what is that? You know? let, me summar, let, me, let me summarize this. Yes, because we, we're going to, yeah. We're, Bitcoin. We're, Bitcoin was created so that you do not have to rely on a central authority like a bank in the middle. Yes. Good. It does it through special mathematical computations using millions of computers all around the world so that when a transaction starts between person A to B, there's proof of that transaction, not on one place, not on one computer node, but millions of them. And they're all linked together. They're all linked together using cryptography. They're chained together. These transactions are in a block. And a block is chained together. So that's the blockchain. So that means I can send you money for free and it, and it settles instantaneously. You don't have to wait three to four days. You have it right away. And you can use that to shop online or you can take that and you can cash it out to fiat to your bank and use it as cash if you want to. So in other words, Forget about remittance fees now. You can send money anywhere around the world to someone as long as they have a digital cryptocurrency wallet that can receive some form of Bitcoin. Okay. So they just, um, uh, so, okay. So if we want to go on, we'll check out these sites, uh, Gemini Exchange and Coinbase. Um, but our time is running out on, for, the, um, for the Zoom. Um, yeah. And, and we're still recording for the other thing, but I wanted to show the um the betty's still on here so hi betty how are you i want to split can i split the screen yeah okay because i want you to show i'm um, now forgive my little pictures here but betty since you're on they stopped recording oh they're recording again okay here we go uh screen monitoring i'm trying to get this uh screen up give me a second um give me one moment so yeah um so we can go to these two places and and do they explain it when i go to uh, gemini exchange or coinbase or will I just be totally confused and like, I don't know what to do? <laughs> no, it's pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory. It, it's going to ask you for your email address. Mm -hmm. It's going to ask you for some basic information, your name. Mm -hmm. And it may, and it's probably going to ask you to show your driver's license, okay? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just splitting the screen. That's all. Good. Forgive me. Oh, there we go. All right. So I got to share. Uh, and are you able to show a chart? I'm going to show the chart right now. Give me one second. Um, Betty, we're just showing some people, people to see screen monitoring. I'm waiting for it to tap screen. Uh, screen monitoring. I'm waiting for it to pop up. It's not popping up. I don't know why. Give me one second. Um, I don't know why. Let me try it again. 
Oh, there it goes. It said Zoom. Oh, I know. I'm I'm up. Okay, sorry guys. Give me a second. I'm a little uh, challenged. I'm gonna go to these pictures. All right. So well, this was it's not showing. Uh, um, so let me get into it right. Give me a second. Here we go. Screen monitor. Here we go. I got it. Okay. Here we go. So we got one. The first one was the one you told about IBM getting in on it, right? Um, right. So. What this illustrates is that blockchain mm -hmm. is real. Okay. Blockchain is real. You have enterprises having a need to be able to track mm -hmm. their data in such a way where there's no discrepancy anymore. Okay. That, and so you can see IBM is doing it. A lot of companies are already using a form of a blockchain. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So um, let me see the other picture. Forgive me, Betty. You might see some of my pictures here. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Bitcoin. Which one we said is first? This one? The blue. The blue computers. The blue. The top. This one. Yeah. Okay, baby. All right. So, uh -huh. there you go. So, when you think of an internet mm -hmm. and, of, and financial transactions, you have that bank in the middle. You see? Yes. The bank is in the middle. You, you have to rely on that. Yes. Okay. And, and sometimes you can't trust even the banks because they can do things behind your back. Uh, so, no. <laughs> We're well, yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> now, on the right side, this de depicts a peer-to-peer -peer, meaning if I sent you money it's directly to you there's nothing in the middle okay. that's it okay. so awesome. that's a great thing because now there are no fees and it goes directly to you mm. it's that okay. simple okay so that's good so um, what's the next one let me see what the next one is the mind is this one yes okay mm -hmm. so when I told you that a blockchain consists of nodes picture the middle box having millions of computers around the world all around the world even the continent of Africa. Now, you have two individuals who need to basically transact, person A and person B. Those, those boxes in the middle are going to keep track of the transaction. So if I sent you a dollar, each one of those nodes, node number one to node 100 million, mm -hmm. are going to each have a copy and a proof that I sent you a transaction so that if you said I didn't, the other nodes will come to consensus and say, hey, that's not true. We saw this, this date, this time, it's a valid transaction. Also, if someone tries to modify that transaction, other computers will say, hey, that's incorrect. It's uh -huh. going to make it invalid, it's going to kick it out. So that means that we, we don't have to really trust each other to do business anymore. Mm -hmm. The like computers that. are going to keep us honest. Uh -huh. That's what blockchain does. And what about this one? Um, I think the next one is this one. Is that right? Uh, yeah, no. that's it. Okay. No, that's it. That's it right there. So basically, what you're seeing is you have an individual who wants to send money, right? right? So I'm sending you money, and when I send money, that gets broadcasted like a big loudspeaker. Say, hey, Lionel wants to send Tanya some money. Now, what you have are these nodes in the middle, and you have these processors. They're called miners, okay? And their job is to process the transaction, but these miners can't just process it without um, why are they costing them something? The miners have to do some work. They have to figure out a very complicated puzzle. And when they figure out that puzzle, they get rewarded. They get paid in Bitcoin. So eventually what happens is the transaction is placed in the block and is copied all over the blockchain. And it ends up from my digital currency wallet to your digital currency wallet. You get paid. And there's proof of that all around the world so that there's never any, any ambiguity or discrepancy. 
and it happens it happens in in seconds wow that is you don't have to wait three three or four days that is brilliant i like that a lot uh we um, this was everything together um so and by by the way Mm -hmm. on the music side Mm -hmm. there's a streaming application now for musicians who will also be able to use uh the blockchain to stream their music where they can they can set their own price and they can actually sell directly to consumers and the listeners can also earn uh, money by listening at the same time. And you can sell tickets and apparel directly to the person without now having to go through Spotify or YouTube. Right. Okay. So that's amazing. That is amazing. So, um, so, so there's so many incentives to really want to do that, especially the fact that that you don't have to deal with the banks. That's the biggest fact to me. Um, because a or, lot of, or any middleman, or any middleman, right? Any middleman at all. Um, and then, as an artist, you would take control of your of your residuals, and uh, you, well, they call them royalties. Excuse me, um, is absolutely a plus. Um, so I don't see why any artist would not want to get on this. Well, well, think about this, Tanya. Think about this on YouTube. If you were streaming music, mm-hmm. most of these streaming sites are paying you point zero 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 one mm-hmm. one cent, not even a penny mm-hmm. per stream. That means that. You would have to do a million streams just to make a few thousand dollars. Whereas on the blockchain, you can set your own price, okay? Mm-hmm. And you get 95% of that revenue, okay? And you can you control it. And you can sell directly to your fan base without going through the middle person. Right. Oh, so track your music. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. like uh, that this is definitely a better thing. So Vibra, Vibra, Vibra did, excuse me. Tell me just a quick uh, thing about Vibrabrid, because um, our time is winding up, but just let me know. Got more. it. So, so Vibra, Vibravid mm-hmm. is a decentralized application, it mean, meaning that it does not run on one spot. It's all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's decentralized. And it uses a token, a utility that powers it called Beachcoin. So if you have a Beachcoin, if you're holding the Beachcoin, that means you can take your music and now and decentralize it on the blockchain where now you don't need to go to YouTube because YouTube is demonetizing. They're not paying you. The average person can't be a PDD or Jay-Z. It's right. a lot of revenue you can earn if you can make a living by setting your own price versus getting 0. 0.001 right. per stream. Okay. So Vibravid is the first decentralized blockchain on the Tron network, which is a entertainment blockchain that's out there getting ready to replace Facebook, YouTube, and these um, social platforms. So okay. that we can have our privacy, and we, we it's censor free. No one can tell you what to do anymore on okay. these on these platforms. Right. Okay. So this is great. I I have to go and now. Can I sign up if I'm not if, if I'm not an artist or you have to be an artist? Yes. It's for art. It's for any. It's for viewers, listeners, any content creators. It doesn't have to be music. It could be art. It could oh. be poetry. Oh. It could be ebook. Anything what? that's digital content, you can now decentralize it. What's the website for that? It's called Vi V I B R A Vibra Vid. Uh-huh. Vibra Vid. V V V Victor I B R A V I D dot I O. As in input and output dot I O. Okay. That's amazing. So um I'm definitely gonna be signing up for that because that's amazing. I thank you so much for um taking the time and break it down to our viewers on what Bitcoin is and blockchain and how, you know, what, how that affects us if we're an artist, if we're not an artist. Um, and um, and, and um, I thank you for demystifying all that about uh, uh, 
about the next time I'm going to have some charts and I'll be able to break it down in a more simplified manner because you have to keep building blocks.